everyone, it's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. I'm your host, Adriano Magnifico, and I'm the career lead at the Real Arts and Technology Center. And we're broadcasting from the Broadcast Media Podcast Studio in the Arts and Technology Center. That's the home of 13 programs, 13 applied and learning programs. Everything from automotive to baking to building trades to hairstyling to new media design, plumbing. You name it, you get a chance to really express yourself, find out where your skills lie, and check into another pathway that may ignite your passion for a career start somewhere. It's really important because high school students generally go through the K-12 system following the same routine. They hear the buzzers, they hear the buzzers, they move on, they take another course, they move on. Things begin and end all the time. These programs, things don't begin and end. They are integrated, they're applied. You learn theory, you apply it immediately. You go into a space where you're touching things, moving things, conversing with people, trying to figure out how to solve problems. These are the skills that are in demand outside of these buildings and in the workplace. I just saw a great study yesterday said how important problem solving is, critical thinking is, and communication is. And these are the skills that are really, really, really promoted in this space. Whether you're gonna be a pastry chef, a culinary chef, or an automotive technician. But I'm, I'm really privileged and fortunate here to work in the broadcast media program, one of the gems of the whole building. And we're in a very cool podcast studio. And I'm very fortunate to work with two co-hosts from the, pro, from the broadcast media program. Caitlin Middlestad, how are you? How are you doing today? I'm great, how are you? I'm great, okay, because often they say, I'm so tired and not today. <laughs> There's a new, I, 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 feel the, I feel the metaphorical hop in your gait today. So I'm super excited for you. What have you been doing all day today so far in the broadcast media program? Um, we've been thinking of like a silent short film idea all day today with little groups. So that was it, fun. Yeah, that is fun. And the cool part about that is you think about it, you figure it out, just like in English class, and then you go do it. Yeah. That's the best yeah. part about this program. And you do it immediately. You're constantly testing yourself. How do you feel mm -hmm. about that? You're constantly moving from theory right to application. I like it a lot. I think it's like the best way to go about it, at least for me, because I, I don't like how I like my high school. You just take notes and not really put them to work. But here you put them to work like almost immediately. Like right now my group is filming the scenes that I'm not in. So when I'm done here, I'll probably be doing that. So Are you, are you saying you're going to try and rush through this? No, no, after okay. though. <laughs> anyway, no, that's awesome. Now, when you go back, you're going to go back to your high school experience. Mm -hmm. Do you think some of the lessons here you'll try to apply in your high school experience? Because, it, because it's up to a student. We just kind of get programmed into doing that kind of work, right? Just taking the notes and then preparing and regurgitating back the notes to teacher sometime, right? Yeah. Do you think you'll do it a little differently when you come back? Well, when this program kind of ends and you have to go back to high school for your final semester? Well, I'm graduating this semester. Oh, you're done? Yeah. So this is it? Yeah. So you're going to go out into the world. I don't have to go back. So this is awesome for you. You're going to mm -hmm. go out into the world with a whole new sense of what learning looks like. Yeah. Pretty cool. 
Mm-hmm. And our other co-host is Caden Seidler. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. All right, I'm good. He, I'm and again, he's good got morning. the great, again, he's got the, uh, the nice Clint Eastwood voice. He's got, yeah, I'm good. Go ahead, make my day. <laughs> voice, he's really good. Yeah. What have you been doing today? Working on your silent film? Uh, not yet. We, uh, we were in the radio room getting ready with that. We're going to be going live in a few weeks. We're with Mr. Mr. Curry for two weeks and uh, just learning all about that, so. You're gonna go. It's cool. gonna be live radio, right? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna be in charge of that whole thing. So, so. Are, are you gonna be the morning host, the morning uh, DJ? What's I have no idea. Be? Yeah, I mean, I think I think so. Probably, probably be mornings. Uh, hopefully, talk about sports or something. But you, because you have more of the midnight DJ voice. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you to come and that's midnight. not a criticism. I love my midnight DJs. <laughs> yeah. So this is gonna be good. Are you excited about that? Yeah. No. I, I. Yeah. I've been looking forward to the radio part for a while. So yeah, I'm excited. Pretty excited. I like it. Hey, I was, I'm, uh, I'm always uh, trying to keep up to the news and try to share the news and get your opinion. But I, again, I was playing with chat GPT. Are you familiar with that, Caitlin? No. <laughs> I asked her ahead no, of time. She said, no, no. You know, you, you know what it is? No. Okay. Well, hold on to <laughs> that thought. Caitlin, do you know what chat GPT I'm is? pretty sure, yeah. What it's is that it? whole AI chatbot thing where you can basically... Well, it'll write a whole, can write you a whole song, can write your homework for you, could, could answer people's questions if you don't. It's you know, just AI. What's that texting thing? Basically, I thought. What's that thing that was making like the fake Drake songs and that, stuff? Yeah, that's, that's it. I'm well, not sure that's no. chat. It's, that's it, not. It's it's what that's is AI that? on. But it's another variation media. of 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 the of some kind of al- yeah. bot and some algorithms mm. producing text. That's yeah. creepy. In, in a way that's uh, just beyond our ability. Yeah. I, I actually used it the other day. Someone, I thought, I'm going to try this. I write letters all the time, and I write myself all the time, but someone needed a recommendation letter, and I was really in a rush, and I went into chat GBT, and I literally put all the characteristics yeah. of this person in, and I hit a button. I went back, and I thought, oh, it'll take a, it'll take a good half hour for this thing to spit out a letter. It spit out that letter in 10 seconds. Yeah. And obviously, I took it in adjusted it but i got that letter out in 10 minutes yeah Hmm. that's how that's where i see the power of this tool i've never seen anything like this Uh and the the english was impeccable that's why students have to be careful they say all right uh you want that essay on hamlet's dialectical materialism (laughs) click you know if you don't write that way it's pretty obvious right but pretty impeccable grammar i'm stunned yeah kind of neat so what do you think caitlin you excited to get into this into the chat GT, no. GPT. No, I think it's creepy. Mm. It's creepy. Yeah. I don't like well. it. It's like not like authentic. Like it's not like you're you writing it. I but don't know. but what if it's going to be the piece that you have to get better at? Then and I companies guess I are going to use it. I won't like it, but I'll do it if I have think to. Think about this: Who wants to be a lawyer? And suddenly you have to research all the law cases related to your particular case, and you go into Chat GPT. And it spits out all the cases since 1850 related mm-hmm. to your case. Instead of hiring an articling student to do that yeah. for three days. Mm-hmm. And it's done it in a minute. Mm-hmm. That gets rid of a job. Yeah. But it also, someone has to curate that stuff and put it together and do work, right? I don't think it eliminates jobs. I think it. I think it's going to change the way we do everything. What do you think, Caden? It's a little scary, but <laughs> I think if we use it not like too much, only to help yourself. I don't know, think like, that's going to happen. I no, think this is coming. I think yeah. it's going to be a tidal wave. 
Yeah, it's. Did yeah. I say tidal wave? I think it's going to be a tsunami. <laughs> yeah. in, in in five well, years. I showed my mom just on my phone how it works, and she was like, she writes songs sometimes, and she she just tried it, and she I mean it wasn't a great song, but you know it was good enough to actually edit and make it into a real one. So it's yeah, that's the point, right? It's, you it's grab nice. these things and then you you fiddle with them. Yeah. You edit them, you revise them, you reshape yeah. them, you refocus them and stuff. So it gives you, what I like about it, if I was using it in an English class, I might use it as a springboard to write. Yeah. Not necessarily as a thing you turn in, right? Mm -hmm. And if people yeah. understand that it's not the piece you turn in, yeah, it could be useful. And it could it could be a, a valuable teaching tool <clears throat> along with the, uh, the great guidance of an English teacher like mm -hmm. me. <laughs> there you go. Quit laughing, okay? You too? <laughs> Anyway, I'm here, and one of my former English students, what a segue that is, <laughs> former English students is here. We've got an interesting guest today, because he's a former student of mine from Windsor Park, Windsor Park Collegiate, back in, graduate from 2007. He was one of those fellows in the hallway I had to convince to join something I wanted to start. You remember that career internship program I talked about, still going on at Windsor Park, still hybrids of it in different parts of the division. The career internship program was a tough sell to kids at Windsor Park. And here's one of the people, he reminded me, I was one of the first guys you recruited into that program, Steve Lozano. How are you, Steve? Good. Hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Thanks. I'm so excited to have ex-students here. What is your uh, what is your take on chat GPT? Because you're in the industry. Yeah, yeah. I use it on almost a daily basis. So... Okay, tell us. Caitlin, a little worried? This is a guy in the business. He's using it every day. He yeah. isn't using it for fun. So if, if you take it, if you look at it this way, it's a, it's a tool, just like any other tool, it's to maximize input and maximize output. So on kind of a day-to-day -day basis, like you were saying with the, the law case, uh, it's compiling, it's processing, it's uh, analyzing, and then giving you the answer that you're looking for, rather again, rather than having to hire somebody or go do that yourself. So really the, the speed of delivery of just doing everyday tasks multiply dramatically. So take that in every other context, every other kind of job, business, just like the everyday things that you do. And how do you leverage this tool to, to maximize your output? Because that's one of the big things about business, right? If yep. you can decrease the time Speed of and delivery. increase yep. the convenience, mm -hmm. you're going to sell it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been sold that way, right? There's nothing faster than this. And it's, if it wasn't qualitative, like the original DOS and all those things, I thought, what a mess this is. Like, how do you even program with this stuff? Like, crazy, right? That's mm -hmm. in my brain, but I wasn't a computer guy. But this, you don't have to do any programming. You do nothing. You just throw it in there. People say it even codes. It, it can does code it does. very well, yeah. right? Uh, you still so at the end of the day, you still need somebody to go in there and invalidate. And just like you did the letter, or if you get it to write, let's yes. say a website, it's like maybe this. It gives you all the code. You still need somebody to go in there and validate and confirm that, hey, this is exactly. Or maybe you have to make a, a few iterations here and there. So still, you need somebody, but it expands on that. Uh, the kind of next evolution, if you kind of look at more of the futuristic and where things are going. Um, so we already have Auto GPT which takes the conversational and it then you define okay here's you know give it a title and here's a goal so what it'll do is it'll take that goal and then it'll produce agents for you and it'll be like okay i need to do this task this task this task this task to go accomplish this goal and then from that it'll it'll process and it'll take the information that it learned from the first task 
uh, to the second, third, fourth, and it'll give you this is the goal, this is what you're trying to choose. So it just keeps getting smarter. It does. And it does. smarter. Yeah. And soon it'll become like how on 2001 Space Odyssey, where it takes over the ship. Yep. And, and there's nothing I can do. <laughs> Basically. And I'm going to drift aimlessly in space, and hell's going to take me there. Yeah. And I'm out of control. It's just going to take. It, so it's, it's going to be the end, Steve. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people can uh, make it so you can order pizzas and, and stuff right, right now. So mm. it'll, t it'll go through Twilio, it'll take conversations, it'll call the place, um, you know, it'll go back and forth. Wow. So that's a thing. Uh, so if you look at kind of next steps, you could look at uh, everybody in the world having a personal assistant and just asking it questions. Better than Siri? Yeah, yeah. You actually have a full-on conversation. Uh, you can get it to do stuff for you. You can get it to schedule things. It, it's basically your own, yeah, it's your own personal own assistant. Personal, and also your own nemesis in its own way, right? Because yeah. it doesn't, it might eradicate loneliness, but not really. It's not a really. machine, yeah. right? So that's, a, that's the fine line we may walk down the road, right? It's the ones and zeros. That's right. Right on. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, Steve, knowledgeable guy, smart, actually involved in this industry, I, the, the IT industry. Is that what you say? You're an IT practitioner? Uh, I would say I'm in tech. You're yeah. in tech. He's a little, little cagey about that, okay? But anyway, I want to go back to 2007. You're sitting in Windsor Park Collegiate in the hallways of Windsor Park, wandering up and down those hallways. And I approach you in the hallway in grade 11. So you're taking your courses. First of all, mm -hmm. um, when I approach you, I'm asking you, do you want to join my program in grade 12? That's what I'm asking you. But what kinds of things were you doing in high school before I connected with you? And what kind of courses connected to you thought, I like this part, I like this part? And like, were you a math guy, an English guy? Were you a poet? No. Were you an athlete? And then when, why did you join my program? And why did you say, I'm taking a chance on this nut? Yeah, when I was in grade 11, recalling back, it's been a while, I, I just did school. Like, I wasn't interested in it all that much. I just did it to do it. Just a hoop to get through? Yeah, just a hoop to get through. That's, that's the basis. And then when I found, when I talked to you, it was like, okay, well, this is like a variation of the English class that I was doing before. It's like, okay, sure, let's try it out. That's so pretty much, were you looking for something different or were you just prepared to go through, like you're talking about school's a hoop to get through. Yeah. Is, is that a great, um, I don't know, great pathway for school? Are a lot of kids in that motion or are in that mode? I think for me, uh, just like on the day-to-day -day, like school work, I was, so for me, like I'm, I try and find value in what I do. So everything that I'm creating, producing, um, you know, building, it's what is the value of this? So when I find a, a lot of school, it's like, okay, I'm just creating this, this essay or this thing to then get a, a checkbox, uh, get a grade, and then off I go. So and as long as I was passing, I was content with that. Because I didn't see a whole lot of value outside of, of that. Like the, the end goal of high school was to get the little piece of paper. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll accomplish getting the little piece of paper. Well, again, that's part of, we hear lots of students, that's, that's part of the story of high school sometime, right? Mm -hmm. Was the socialization piece really important to you then? Like getting to know people, like there's a piece to high school where, where the, the academics are kind of just the hoop, mm -hmm. but getting to know people and connecting with people and building relationships, that's the best part of high school. Yeah. I, 
I connected with a few people. Uh, I know for me, like I did more. I I didn't really connect with a whole lot of people at Windsor Park. I'll be honest. Uh, definitely focused outside. Uh, like I had my own kind of communities that I was building uh, outside of the school. So and, and that was like my focus was you know other people outside oh. school. Oh, right on, Caitlin. Is it about socialization for you, high school? And do you feel some of this, what Steve is talking about? Do you feel some of the same? I un I, fully, I almost fully feel the same about, like, not being interested in, like, school that much and just kind of doing Dun -dun -dun. it for the paper to get over it, I guess, because I have to. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like more in the beginning of high school, I was more into, like, the social socialization and, like, getting out there more. But now towards the end, I'm more like, I just want to get this done. But now that I'm when at When does that happen? That's an interesting point, right? Is there mm -hmm. a point in high school, even you, Caden, where you're going, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I need to try something yeah. different. And do a lot of kids feel that way, but don't do it and just go through it and finish and go, okay, what next? Does that happen a lot? Caden, what do you think? Yeah, I'd say maybe, like, maybe around grade 11 that started to happen. You know, you got really used to the high school life, even though COVID and all that happened and kind of changed some stuff. Yeah, you but, guys had COVID, so yeah, that was messy. Yeah. Right? yeah. But, I mean, yeah, for me in grade 9 and 10, I was like, I wanted to like befriend everyone and I was really like out there. But I think even because of COVID in like grade 11 and stuff, I was just more like focusing on just getting through it and like being on my, by myself and just getting my work done. And now, but now that I'm at ATC though, I'm a lot more social because it's a new you are. I can environment. Say, I can say, Caitlin, having met you at the beginning of this podcast and now, you're becoming a different person. Yeah. I don't mean that in a bad way. Yeah. Da -da -da. <laughs> yeah you always steal in my wallet. Uh, you know, you're, you've held up a liquor store. Like those aren't oh, good no. things, Caitlin. You need to find. I'm kidding, but obviously, I can see the strength and confidence coming in you. Yeah. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. I see. How do you feel about that, Caitlin? You feel that way too? You're yeah, the most. You weren't yeah. even talking to this microphone at the beginning. Yeah, no, it's getting better. Uh, definitely more comfortable. It's definitely more fun. I was a little nervous at first, but now it's just you know, it's easy. It's fun. Like doing this. So tell me, Steve, you're going mm -hmm. through high school, you end high school. Most guys are thinking, most people are thinking university or Red River or MITT or what were you thinking after had, high school? I had to make money. Had to that's, make money? Yep. Okay. That's the, the, the reality of things. Just had to make money. And now you're making money because you need to put food on the table. You're making money because you just want to put some money in your jeans. No. You're making money because you want to save to go to school somewhere what's going through your brain no it's to survive yeah okay. survive, to put food on the table to to kind of essentially get out of the position that i was in okay because yeah. yeah we talked about some of the stuff you were going through wasn't wasn't the most ideal family life right no. so you kind of left and you're on your own and mm -hmm. you're making money so where did you work and give us a sense of some of the places you work <laughs> what you got out of it yeah in those early years okay uh, let's see, my first job was Superstore. Uh, Superstore? Over, yeah, uh, I forget the street name. But my, my, my kids worked at Superstore on St. Yeah. Anne's? Uh, I worked at the St. Anne's and the one on Regent, if that's, that's okay. still yes, called Regent. Okay, yeah, they're still there. Yeah, so I worked at uh, Superstore for a bit. That was, that was my first job. Uh, it was <laughs> basically just putting uh, produce on the... On, it was like, it was a job. It, you know, it paid some bills. That's about it. From there... Like I've had, since to now, I've had 34 different jobs. 34 jobs? <laughs> yeah. Caitlin, have you had so, a job yet? 
Yeah. Okay. Which like, one? Yeah. Three. I went three, I think. Three. Or so four. you're getting there. Four. You're not in Steve's league, but you're getting there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why have you drifted, Caitlin, from job to job? <laughs> they just weren't doing it. I had to change them. have you worked yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> four jobs. Four or five. Four. Four yeah. or five. And why are you uh, drifting from job to job? Uh, I've been. I've been same place for a year now, but I don't know. It was the early high school life. I guess I didn't. Didn't like working as much, and I wanted to move or, around. Or is this a Gen Z thing yeah. where uh, the boss isn't treating you very well? Is that part of that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys at your job. Like, I tell you, when I worked back in the 30s, it was uh, uh, my boss was just mean. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, write a passage. He's yelling at me. Perfect. That's, he, he must oh, yeah. love me. Well, that's what I thought. Bad, he wants to keep me on. Now, life has changed. Don't, I'm not advocating that, but life has changed a bit, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys like to move around, right? If you're not feeling, yeah. if you're not feeling the vibe, you like to move yeah. around. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steve, what were you changing job to job? Yeah, uh, to just make more money. Uh, the early days, like after high school, is just I got to make money. I'll go to this job. This place is paying more. I'll go to this. This place is paying more. I'll go to this. So I did every like from there to Staples to did mailroom stuff at Great West Life. Um, I did. I sold makeup. Uh, just like set up a booth in a, a random uh, place and just impulse uh, sell people, and boy, you're getting incredible skills though, aren't you? you? Yeah. Did yeah, that yeah. booth? My dad did that in Italy in in the in the fifties mm-hmm. in Saint Peter's Basilica. If you ever been to Rome, uh, around Saint Peter's Basilica, the big one, right? The mm-hmm. giant where the Pope comes out and does his addresses and those kinds of things. And people gather. He had a. He showed me when he took me there once, where he used to have his booth set up just outside of St. Peter's. <laughs> they, they'd kick him out, right? And he sold ties. Yeah. And he said those are the kinds of things that turned that built my confidence because I sold ties. Did you sell a lot of makeup? Yeah, yeah. It, it helps, especially down the road when I was going to door to door, like selling software services or, yeah, you know, like websites and stuff like that. SEO, SEM. So definitely, it just it gets you out of the fear of rejection, and it's just you know, it, it's kind of the law of averages in a sense. Like, uh, I early days, like especially out of high school, you don't really know anything. So it's it's I would call it like um, I think Alex puts this uh, eloquently the ignorance debt. So because you don't really know anything, so the the best way of learning is just by doing it. And let's say it takes you you know, 300 people to make one sale, well, you'll learn stuff throughout that process and get a little better, and maybe it only takes 200, and then maybe it only takes 100, and then maybe eventually you're closing like one out of 10, right? So the, just by re- repetition, you're, you're learning. And is it fair to say, do you remember, we had, a, we had an interesting uh, um, guest on, Rob, Rob uh, Chef Rob, and he said he was taking all kinds of jobs and he said there's no job too small mm-hmm. do it well did you have that attitude whatever i'm going to do i'm going to do it well yeah to try and excel like i did construction even uh like everything and he, and and early days too like i found when i was in my 20s it was just i didn't know exactly what i liked and what i didn't like and trying to explore the world essentially i just did everything so like okay well let's go try this let's show try this and the opportunities I got just kind of fell into each other like I would meet somebody at this job that had a connection at this place and they're like oh you'd be great over here I was okay I'll go over here and and try this out 
so a lot of I did that just kind of bouncing around here and there uh, for early years I ended up going out to Vancouver for a few years uh, tried going to school out there yeah you tried the Vancouver Film School which is a big yeah. school that's an expensive school yeah it costs a lot so yeah, you yeah. went what was that experience like uh, and, and and why do you try film school? Do you figure oh, I want to be in film? I want to be an actor? I want to be a director? What do you think? I actually yeah. So I, I like the the business aspect of like after doing a bunch of stuff, I like did like the business aspect, and I was thinking, well, maybe if I did like producing or like was an agent or something like that, I'd, you know, we'll, we'll try it, give it a shot, and see what happens. Uh, didn't really like the school atmosphere, I would say, so I ended up leaving. Uh, and then ended up coming from, uh, so I stayed in Vancouver for about two years uh, and then came back to Winnipeg. And that was, you talked about the biz aspect. Most people are going to film school to be actors. Most people mm. are going to film school and you saw all that, right? Yeah. It's a weird culture there, isn't it? Yeah. And I tried that too. Like I, I went to, I did modeling with Panache, uh, runway and a bit of acting here and there. So did that, tried that. And I was, it was like, okay, maybe this is not exactly my thing so the biz thing connected to you and it was a high school program I remember getting you in that high school program do you remember that you connected to junior achievement yep in yep. high school yep was that the program that ignited your interest in business that kind of stayed with you definitely as you move forward yeah talk about that JA experience and what that did in high school because that's what I'm all about here I'm mm -hmm. all about finding experiences for students and I still do junior achievement yeah I still work with students in junior achievement in in the high schools in Luriel and you can't replicate what that program does in a high school setting, No, right? Talk uh, about the J experience. Yeah, J was fantastic. Uh, so it's, it's getting out of your comfort zone. It's putting you with a, a group of people that you don't know. I kind of take it as like a kind of a startup weekend if that everybody, any, if anybody's yeah. familiar with that, uh, but extended over. Are you both familiar time. with the startup, uh, the ramp up programs here? So it's called ramp up, right? Uh, ramp up weekend. Ramp yeah. up weekends. Yeah. They do. Uh, you can go explain what ramp. You were in ramp up too. Yeah, yeah. Right. I did so, that. Did so, that after. So go through the whole entrepreneurial thing. Yeah, Just yeah. Talk okay. About so that. we'll go. We'll start with J. Okay. Uh, so J. E. Uh, essentially, you meet a bunch of other high school students. You formulate a business. Come up with an idea. Uh, you go to trade shows. You basically again kind of that setting up a booth and just selling whatever product that you've created, uh, the thing, and you you just you sell it uh, from there it's how do you pivot how do you uh, learn from those experiences and maybe you modify your product or you build a completely new thing for the next time um, and going through that uh, especially just working with the team they have mentors and stuff that you can you can connect with uh, to help really how do you build a business so that got, that got my mind thinking of, oh, I can build something, create something, and then, and then sell it and, and make money. So this is kind of cool. Well, they also honored you, right? You got, I, I remember did, you went I on did. a trip, and he won some awards in JA. You were yeah. the only kid in my class in JA, from the SIP group, who was in JA. Yeah. Even though I tried to push it on everyone, you're the only one that wanted to do JA. You yeah. went out, and you, you won a trip. Yeah, I went out to Edmonton for the Western Conference. Um, so I got to meet a few, like notable one was the guy who produced uh, Dragon's Den, Sean Wise. Yes. So that was cool. Uh, and then from there, what did uh, Montreal. So I won Achiever of the Year, uh, which I think there's only one per year uh, yeah. they give out. Yeah. So I, I got well, that. That's the, pre you were president, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. president of the year gets the award, Yeah. one award. So I did that, and then they sent me out to Montreal, which was kind of the global conference for all of JA. So, and a lot of that is 
meeting with people all over the world, uh, connecting, and it's more of social activities. So it's like little teamwork uh, events here and there. Uh, we meet some of the local businesses, like Bombardier was a, a, the big one that we talked to in Montreal. And there's a number of people that are just kind of helping you. Bruce Poontip would uh, another one, Gap Adventures. So they have like fairly large speakers that come by and kind of tell their story, uh, which is cool to see. So how important were those stories to you? Yeah, uh, so learning, you can start from nothing and make it and build and create and create value. I think that's the, the, the big one. That's got to be tough, though, when you're thinking, I'm in survival mode. We talked about that. I'm in survival <laughs> yes. mode, and I'm going to figure something out. Uh, you need capital to do that. You need investors sometimes. You need venture capitalists yeah. if you're going big. Uh, so think about this down the road. You're in the IT industry. Mm -hmm. What's your job right now? Yeah, so I do product develop product management. Um, so I'm a lead product manager over at AccuWeather. AccuWeather. Yeah. You guys know what AccuWeather is? No. 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 Um, no. Of course not. My so minions, listen. It's simple. It's just it's a weather company. Uh, we provide weather for most of the Fortune 50 companies in the world. I think our reach wise is about one billion people, uh, about 50 million active users per month, uh, and we just we provide weather uh, through various products. And most of the U.S. uses AccuWeather. Most, correct. Yeah. Like most weather stations yeah. in the U.S. use AccuWeather. We use it in Canada, don't we? To probably to some extent, yeah. Yeah, we used to use it all the time. I don't know if we still do. Like mm -hmm. you might have on your app the. In, I don't know, the Weather Channel or something, right? Or do we use the Weather Channel here sometimes? I don't know what it is. Mm, I have an app channel. for weather, yeah, but yeah. it's not AccuWeather. And, um, but now I'm going to get AccuWeather because you've told me. <laughs> Must be superior product if Steve's running it. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, so that's your job. And go backwards a bit. Yeah. How, do, how do you get to this space? You're, and yeah. you're supervising, you told me, like, what? A couple of dozen people. Yeah. They're under your watch. You're doing it remotely. Yeah. Are you doing a job? Is do you have a sense of a dream job or no, this is just what I'm doing right now? Uh, this is close. It's like, so from a dream job perspective, I'm looking for, and even like as building your own company, it's kind of the same thing. You're looking for kind of freedom uh, of, of time and location. You're looking for at least, you know, financially, fr financial freedom would be another one. And you're looking for, let's say autonomy. That'd, that'd be my other one. So, like, I have the autonomy to be anywhere in the world. Uh, obviously, I have meetings and stuff I have to go to, but it's fairly flexible in that sense. Uh, and then I am free to do whatever I need to, whatever I want to do. So, it's in terms of financially. So, have you kind of created your own job a little bit in your own way? Uh, yeah, possibly. You know yeah. what you have to do, right? You yeah. know you must deliver yeah. on, but the freedom to do it in a process that works for you. Yes, and even like even the way that I, I build the teams, um, like I've recreated, so in the IT industry, a, a lot of people use the process called like Scrum. Agile is yes. the mythology, but yes. within that you have, you know, XP, Kanban, Crystal, uh, Scrum is the most popular, I would yes. say. Yes, yes. I've moved away from that and kind of created a, a modification of what we call shape up, uh, but even modified that to is that what fit. you call it shape up? Yeah, but even because that's a thing, uh, but we've modified that to work with the culture. And I find uh, a lot of companies nowadays uh, kind of follow follow Scrum, but they're following it just because that's what everybody does. Uh, yeah, not it, 
And that's become a business norm. It is, yeah. To, yeah. to use Scrum. Explain what a Scrum is for our, our learned young audience. Yeah, here. so it's a, a number, it's just a number of processes. So it's kind of how do you organize teams and there's scale, like you can go safe, which is the scalability of it. But essentially you have a, a Scrum team of, let's say, you know, five to seven people roughly, sometimes less, sometimes more. And you're, you're building out, uh, you have a two-week sprint. You're identifying uh, through kind of tickets what's the capacity that we have in that team so and then what's the sprint goal so what do we want to accomplish in those two weeks so we set up go build it uh you know reach our goal hopefully uh within that there's some tech debt that we have to do there's some qa that we have to do some quality assurance and then we're releasing at the end of those two weeks that's the idea uh in your if you're in larger company releases happen uh less or maybe there's a modification it'll do like every three weeks or, or every one week even. Uh, but typical two weeks, and then you're releasing that thing to your customers to then learn from them and to pivot and to continue building this, this product that you're creating. And that's an interesting team you put together, right? They have complementary skills. You're mm -hmm. looking for a very diverse team that brings many pieces to the table, skill set wise, yep. right? What are the key skills out there that you're saying? If you were saying to a young person, you know what, you're in high school. You want to move into this, I don't care what degree you take, here's what you got to be good at. What would you tell them? Hmm. Listen carefully, you two. What do you have to be good at? Um, perseverance. Like, it's, you as even going through my career, because like I started going door to door, and it's kind of go backwards a little bit. Uh, I started going door to door businesses, selling, just websites, hosting, SEO, SEM. Literally door to door? Yeah, I would walk on streets of Winnipeg and just go business to business to business. Uh, from that, I got more into the, the kind of the more tech side of actually building a business. So I've done probably about 20 startups at this point. Um, one of the early ones we actually almost sold for two mil after like five months of working on it, which was great. Uh, but that's when I moved down to the States. Uh, so what, once you sold that company, and once you make a successful IT company, other people are watching. Who'd you sell it to? Big, uh, a big uh, we player? Didn't, it ended up didn't selling, okay, but okay. we almost sold it uh, to one of uh, a fairly large company here in Winnipeg. And that's what these guys do. You're not even aware of the Googles picking up small little yep. patents from companies yep. because they use these patents to develop their own piece. People like you, Steve, do the hard work. <laughs> you get a decent return. Mm-hmm but they will use that patent to build something bigger, right? Yep. And that's where the Apples and the Googles, that's why they just own so much and suddenly they come up with new pieces. They're not inventing everything, are they? Well, a lot of it's acquisition. Acquisition, and then they bring their team in and nuance it and turn it into gold, yeah. right? That's the cool part of it. So did you ever sell that company in no. the end? No, no, no. Uh, so that's, that's when I decided to leave Winnipeg, Canada in, in particular. Uh, the back the 10 years ago was very difficult for any commercialization here and just the capital required to actually build something was almost non-existent like even it's still difficult today but there's programs out there it's more developed like you can still raise you know a few million dollars without you have to know the right people and, and the right. places but it's not right. unheard of uh, so yeah that's when I just drove down to the states and so Talk about this state's adventure. You're in the United <laughs> States now, and he's at the border. He told me this yesterday. He, you think you're going to be arrested yeah, because they've yeah. held you so long, right? Yeah. And he goes, what's going on here? And what do you discover? Uh, yeah, so going through my background, I found out I was a U.S. citizen at the border. 
He didn't know this. Nope. He's a U.S. citizen. He doesn't know us. And they're holding him there. Yeah. Why? Because they're investigating well, and trying. Yeah, they, they can't believe it themselves. Yeah, because I had all my stuff. I had my computer, a desk, uh, all my clothes. I basically just put everything that I had in my car and drove. Uh, yeah, and then I got to the border, and then they went through my background. I uh, found out I was a U.S. citizen, so they gave me a little post-it note. Here's your alien identification number. Off you go. And, uh, That's pretty formal stuff. They gave yeah. you a poster, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I I have those all over my computer. You're, you're making oh. me think I better not throw these out. <laughs> it might be important. It might be important. <laughs> yeah, and then I just kept driving south into into Texas. So I ended up in Austin because I had a friend there, and uh, yeah, it was. I still took me about a year to get all my paperwork put together. So the first year in Texas uh, it was Austin for a little bit, then Dallas working under the table, uh, doing biz dev slash project management for startups. Um, so working with a, a local company there, small one. And then from there, just kept on building various, so I, you know, everything from e-commerce platforms to like bowling systems, to construction, to religious, to okay, eventually. You, but you haven't gone to school. No. You have no, none no. of these skills. No. How do you learn how to do this stuff? Caitlin's nodding, thinking, how did he do all this? Yeah. Aren't you thinking that, yeah. you guys? Where did you get these skills to yeah. do this? You're, you're doing a bowling system? Yeah, yeah. It's, so. But that's electronic. That's it, that, that's software, right? It is. It so is, you're developing. Is. Where did you get these skills? Just do. Just do. Uh, so, like, building all these projects. Like, I started, obviously, with smaller website projects here in, in Winnipeg, and then I kind of slowly built larger and larger and larger and larger and I've been in the IT field now for like you know close to 15 years so it's kind of building blocks and that's why I say like preservance going back to that it's what are the just by doing something you are learning valuable skills and you can compound those skills on top of each other so even even Winnipeg when I was doing all this for free basically uh, working on all these projects it was still I was able to build a base, a skill base. From there, moving forward into larger projects, larger. So I ended up, you know, working for immigration law platforms to like larger e-commerce systems to autometry, to trucking, to uh, insurance, to uh, eventually from there. So that was like Texas, and then I ended up moving to Miami for a bit. So did like restaurant tech. How did, long were you in Texas for? Uh, three, four years. Three, four years. Yeah. Now, is everyone carrying a gun in Texas? No, no. It's actually, <laughs> I thought when I first got there, I thought it was a lot nicer than Winnipeg. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, just the people. Because so in. Well, that's in, what I find. Everything's so overplayed by the media, right? Then is, you go and they're regular yeah. people, enjoying each other's company, easy to talk to. But you, you hear some things about some of these governors make laws and stuff, and the American media goes nuts on this, right? Yeah. And so you don't see visible guns everywhere and all no, these kinds no, of no. things? No. That's so not... give us the dope on Texas. Yeah, no, Texas is like, Austin is fantastic. I love Austin. Uh, great city. You got, uh, like, the tech scene there is fantastic. You got great food. Uh, great outdoors and nightlife. It, Austin City Limits. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, like Austin, the show, the TV show, yeah. Austin City Limits. Where, I haven't where, seen it. Where they show bands. Oh, it's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, we used to watch that show. Yeah, yeah. but Austin is great. And then Dallas uh, is more more business-oriented, for sure. There's a lot more money there. Uh, it's just, it's bigger. You have like 13 million people. Uh, it's, it's just this massive concrete jungle. Uh, so you have Fort Worth, Dallas, 
Uh, I kind of like Fort Worth a little bit more, but that's just me. So you're going to Miami. Yeah. So and what's the I difference would... between Texas and Florida? <laughs> Florida, Miami is a, it's a party city. So okay. definitely, definitely a lot of partying. Uh, so I got there. I got an offer to work on like restaurant tech, and then from there, uh, did satellite systems with Royal Caribbean, uh, the cruise line. Then from there, uh, did worked with uh, actually Paychex, which was up in Rochester remotely. And then that's when the like around COVID time. And then from there, did like a drop shipping software platform, and then moved to uh, delivery dudes, which was like skip the dishes here. So did the software side for that. And then from there, now that's AccuWeather. So I've been at AccuWeather for about a year. So, but Miami Miami tech scene is definitely growing right now. I would say it's it's more on the crypto kind of blockchain uh, world. But it's definitely it's growing in terms of tech. So crypto blockchain, you into that too? I was, yes. You were? Yeah. And did that crazy, uh, the, the guy crash, who got arrested, the, the big the, crash. The crash definitely affected What was the name me. of that company? Uh, FT, FTX. FTX, yeah, the, yeah. the end of FTX. Yeah. So did that get you wary of crypto? Uh, no, no. Like I still... Or did you just have a fool who didn't know what he was doing with it? And was embezzling? Yeah, he... Uh, wasn't I don't know best. if it was or not. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. the best situation. Uh, but I wouldn't say that kind of turned me off. It just, there needs to be a little bit more regulation around it. Uh, like, even I was work, I was work, like investing in a, in a public company, and even the public company went under. So. There you go. It happens. So, but to go back to the original point of just, like, perseverance. Yeah. Um, and even though, like, again, I've worked in almost every industry at this point. Uh, the core skills that I developed in more specifically around like sales and project and more specifically nowadays it's called product management uh, is transferable between all industries and it, it's just it's a kind of tech position that you're and for for to what it is you're really you're defining the what and the why of why are you doing this and what is it that you're doing, or I'd say opposite. What are you doing, and then why are you doing it? And you sit in between the business side, you sit, uh, the design side, and the coding side, and you're working with the full team to be the the, the customer's champion, the customer's voice, to to develop this this thing that is supposed to solve uh, this problem. So if you look at um, ideas in the world. It really comes down to two things. Like it's either some sort of time efficiency tool, yeah. so that's kind of what we were saying yep. before. Yep. It's it's faster, it's easier, or on the other side, it's a new experience of some sort. It can be one of two. Or it can be both as well. Uh, but typically, most ideas fall under that. Like even AI is kind of this this new experience. Like it's not really making it's it's also making things faster and easier. Uh, but it's like a new way of collecting information. It's still and, a search engine. In its it's own still way, a search engine right? yes. at the end of the day. Yes. But it's but it's it's on steroids. Yep, exactly. With with higher human skills because yep. really if we can turn things in our brain into data, mm -hmm. the computer can do it, yep. right? And that's where we have to be careful. How much of the brain do we want to give up mm -hmm. to algorithms because a computer can do anything faster than we can. Yep. It just can. But how do you dataize, if you will? Emotion, hmm. humanness. So 
What do you think about that? Should we go there? Depends the yeah, the that's a tough one. Because um, you can replicate a lot, even because it's interesting. A lot of people, when they thought of AI, it would replace more like blue collar jobs. Uh, yes. That was like the the the. Assumption yeah, they rid- well, and they kind of did, but they also brought them back into the factory. In, yeah. in the 80s, GM, uh, ro- it was more robotics, yeah, ro- right? Yeah, more robotics, robotics changed yeah. the way we had factories and yeah. churned out cars, right? But people still had to work. You didn't lose jobs at those factories. You had, you had to have people who had to know how to use the robots, yep, right? Yep, yep. So it actually improved their quality of life, yeah. right? And now, it, and now the reality is it's more creative. You know, it's creating, you know, full-on, you know, poems, stories. It's creating artwork. It's creating the uh, kind of more creative aspects of, of the world that we live in. Yeah. In fact, I, I asked it to write a couple of poems about certain mm-hmm. things, and I thought, not bad. And I said, make it rhyme. It'll make it rhyme. No rhyme. Didn't make it rhyme. It'll do anything you tell it mm-hmm. to do if you give it enough the right guidelines, right? To spit out interesting stuff. Okay, so where do you go from here, Steve? <laughs> yeah, accurate. So I recently moved back to Winnipeg. How, how uh, long do you figure you're here? Uh, that's a great question. Because so, we lose so many people. I've told you this. Yeah, yeah. We lose so many of our young, middle-class people Even, who, who have finally achieved a, a different level of life, mm-hmm. potential work readiness, all that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, they leave for BC, like you left for the States. Yeah. Yours is out of necessity. You're on the, uh, I told you, originally you're like that great show you used to watch with the dog, The Littlest Hobo. Mm-hmm. And then you took off and you became Steve, mm-hmm. Steve the man. Anyway, it's, um, that'd be a great series. <laughs> Let's go back to Vancouver Film School, Steve the Hobo. Anyway, no, we won't do that. It's uh, the, the potential that we lose is staggering sometime in this province. I agree. You're coming back. What's a message you would give to young people right now? Mm. You, you left. You made you made your way, and you got. Yeah. You, you talk about perseverance, and other skills you developed along the way in yeah. other parts of the country. You came back, though. What would you tell to young people about sticking it out in this town or not? If you can make it in Winnipeg, you can make it anywhere. Truly believe that. From a, even from a business pers- uh, perspective. And the big thing is just j- j- do stuff. That's that's the like. What's the message you would give to a grade eleven or twelve? Start a business. Uh, like just a side start. hustle. Yeah, just start a business. Start uh, something. Because like at the end of the like, there's only so many different businesses that you can create, and so many different ways that you can do it. Uh, but just do stuff. Like do things that. Um, again, what I was saying before, like the compounding skills. So even if you go out there and, you know, try and sell something to, you know, a thousand people, like even if you just, you call people like every single day to try and sell this, whether it be a lawn care service, whether it be, you know, garbage pickup, whatever, it could be simple things like that. Uh, Just go out there and try and sell it. Those are like, from there, you learn so many invaluable skills of just like how to do, how to create a business, how to do business, how to talk to people, how to kind of grow as a individual. Because going back to... And you kind of overcome your fears. You do. You when do. you try it. Like you that's the biggest piece. I think people are afraid. Would you guys agree? Mm-hmm. You're afraid of trying things because you're afraid of 
Failure. Yes, yeah, right sure. on. And that's a big piece. Mm. You felt that out of survival, you had no choice. Yes. You did it. You don't. You have choices. But it's that overcoming that fear of failure that builds confidence. I always call confidence the superpower. Mm. Once you get the confidence, you'll just keep trying. And, right? Yeah. And a big thing is not worrying about what other people think, too. Like, yeah. you're on your own journey. It, it doesn't matter what other people think. Right on. That's That's the big one. Right on. That's... That's powerful words for you guys. You, you're going to have to overcome the fear, though. Yes. Right? Yeah. The, the fear of failure. And school doesn't do a great job of that because we coddle you a lot. Mm-hmm. We do. As much as we say, and we pretend to say, oh, they have to fail a lot. You don't really fail in school. Really? Uh, you don't. And they're moving away from, actually, there's some schools in our division moving away from grades. Really? It doesn't. Yeah, there's some schools beginning to t- have those conversations. I'm not sure that's the best way to help people overcome fear of failure right I'm not sure but that's mm-hmm. that's for another discussion anyway that's an interesting conversation we're having about life learning making your way figuring it all out were there people who tap I'm you last question for you sure you were in Austin uh, you had a friend there yeah. kind of tapped you on the shoulder I bet and just said why don't you try this why don't you who are people in your life who just kind of tapped you on the shoulder because if you were surviving yeah and you, you you talked about the network the grand network right yeah, you yeah. got to build that people who tapped you on the shoulder said Steve why not this or you can do this Steve yeah so I had a even in Winnipeg I had a, a friend down in Pennsylvania Stroudsburg uh, Lawrence Larry uh, I would say definitely one of the bigger influences like when I was trying to just create and build like he's like yeah because uh, he was building websites for other people he's doing hosting and he kind of had the infrastructure for all this stuff already and he's like yeah i'll help you you know here's a server that will get you set up here and whatever you need uh here it's kind of oh, like wow. the base level that's awesome to try and go do something yeah i mean you still have to go do it you still have to go out and sell and you still have to build something yes but here's at least like some sort of level of foundation if you need help or support, or support right you on. know I'll let you know because I've been doing this yeah. for like five ten years now so it's like okay cool and that's that kind of definitely impacted me just like going on and trying to do stuff and I feel like that is that's a big difference in the states in general too um, like we talk about like the American dream down there uh, which is definitely a really really big thing uh, and it's still just, there. People talk about it's diminishing. It's still there, though, right? It's still there. And like you go to a networking event and it's like, oh, how can I help you? How can how can we go build this? Or I have a friend that does this. You should go talk to him. Yeah. So it's much more of an entrepreneurial kind of feeling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of just people helping everybody just to try and succeed. Well, that's what that country has always it, been, right? Yes. It's, it's the giant marketplace. Yeah. It's the entrepreneurial center yeah. of the world, isn't it? It is. Pretty cool. Yeah. That, well, that's neat. So I love that. Yeah. Hey, we do something called, Steve, we're going to do something called Quick Cues. And I'm going to turn it over to Caitlin. She's going to explain to you what this is. Okay, so there are a bunch of like, <laughs> oops. <laughs> um, there are a bunch of like rapid fire questions. You just like say whatever one you prefer out of the two. Okay. And if you don't have an answer, you can just say skip and we'll move on to the next one. Okay. Cowboy hat or cowboy boots? Cowboy hat. Favorite social media? LinkedIn. Cake or pie? Pie. Tea or coffee? Tea. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Favorite holiday? Oh, I, uh, I don't know any of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shows or movies? Movies. Miami or Texas? 
That's a tough one. Texas. Apple or Microsoft? Microsoft. Eat in or eat out? Hmm. Eat in? Okay. And the last question. What is your favorite podcast? Uh, there's actually a podcast. I used to work for a company called... No, no, no. So, but they made a podcast. No, no, it's a product no. podcast. No, you've got to get this answer right. Oh, okay, okay. What's your favorite podcast? Uh, product Momentum. No, no, no. We don't care about Oh, oh this podcast. Oh, you got it. I got it, I got it, I got it. I got it, I got it. Okay. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's the hints, the hints I, I thought we were going to have to cancel the whole podcast there for a minute. Steve, I'm glad you caught on to that. It took a while for you. Guy goes into analytical mode and starts breaking down. That's the way he thinks, right? Just breaking down every podcast he's ever heard. That's not the answer, Steve. We're not even putting you on the air unless you give us the right answer to that one. Anyway, Steve, what a pleasure having you on the podcast. How do you feel? It's good. It's It's fun. What a story you have. Have you ever told your story in this kind of detail? Uh, Yeah, I mean, people that I meet, but yeah. Right on. No, I, I'm glad we're going to, like, I, I want to, this going to be an inspirational story for young people because we share it with young people and the audience, we have a mm-hmm. lot of youth in, in the division listen to it and people outside. I'm stunned by some of the people outside of this space. Some, some people even in the States listen to this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's really gratifying to hear the story. Love the way you've come along. I've seen you from the high school, Steve, to now this enterprising young businessman, which, which is pretty cool, who's making his way. And who's uh, making sure our weather is always in the, in the right state. <laughs> for now, right for place. now. For yeah. now, for now. And I, I imagine down the road you'll be changing into something completely different. Because you have that bug in you, don't you? Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm looking for the next thing. Yeah. Pretty cool. Anyway, I appreciate you being here, Steve. What a pleasure. And uh, thank you, Caitlin and Caden, as always. Yeah. Thank you to the producing team, Phoenix and Geneva in the, in the, um, in the uh, studio room over there, making sure all our... All our sound is up, up to snuff, and we're talking into the right spaces, yeah. making the right twitches, getting the right signals. So we appreciate the production team. And ladies and gentlemen, that's it for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Land.